Praise God for all that Christ is and what he has done to give you hope, Amen. to give you a way to be accepted by God. Let's go before him, pray for understanding, and ask the Lord to show us what he would have us hear tonight. The Lord has a word for you, and he wants you to hear more about his son and what he has done. So we'll go to the book of Mark, but before we do that, we're going to pray and ask the Lord for understanding. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we come before your throne this, this evening again as your people, as your people who need Christ, as your people who need salvation, as your people who are struggling and looking for relief. And as your scriptures have taught us, there's no other way of relief, there's no other way of salvation other than in Christ Jesus, your son. So now, Lord, as we go into your word, we ask for your Holy Spirit to give us understanding to this part of the scripture. We ask for your Holy Spirit to give me the words that your people may hear. I ask, Lord, that you also may open the hearts and minds of your people that they may receive that which you have given me. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Mark 5, Mark chapter 5, verses 25 to 34. We are not going to be talking about everything that's in there, but I'm going to share with you what the Lord has given me to share. Amen. And I'm going to read again the text so that we are at the same page. We are on the same page from Mark chapter 5, verses 25 to 34. And this is what the word of the Lord says. A woman who had a hemorrhage for 12 years and had endured much at the hands of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was not helped at all, but rather had grown worse. After hearing about Jesus, she came up in the crowd behind him and touched his cloak. For she thought, if I just touch his garments, I will get well. Verse 29. Immediately the flow of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of her affliction. Immediately Jesus, perceiving in himself that the power proceeding from him had gone forth, turned around in the crowd and said, Who touched my garments? And his disciples said to him, You see the crowd pressing in on you and you say, Who touched me? And he looked around to see the woman who had done this. But the woman, fearing and trembling, aware of what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. The title of our sermon, for those who like to have a title, is... The Jesus of the hopeless. Amen. The Jesus of the hopeless, or I gave it three titles. The Jesus of the bleeding and dying. The Jesus of the bleeding and the dying. 
And the third title is a question. Whose garments are you touching? Whose garments are you touching? In this book of Mark, Jesus is coming from healing the man who had been possessed with a legion of demons. When Mark opens this part of the chapter, he begins by telling us the story of a man who was possessed by a legion of demons. In Mark 5, verses 21 to 24, this is what the Holy Spirit has recorded by the pen of Mark. This is what he says. When Jesus had crossed over again in the boat to the other side, a large crowd gathered around him and so he stayed by the seashore. One of the synagogue officials named Jairus came up and on seeing him fell at his feet and implored him earnestly, saying, My little daughter is at the point of death. Please come and lay your hands on her so that she will get well and live. And he went off with him, and a large crowd was following him and pressing on him. So Jesus is on his way to Jairus' daughter. Jesus is on his way to heal the daughter of Jairus, whom we have been told was at the point of death. This is where Jesus is going. And in this chapter, we have three miraculous healings. In this chapter, Mark records for us three miraculous healings. He has the healing of the man who had the legion of demons, and we have the healing of the woman who had an issue of blood. That is, she had a bleeding problem. And then we have the healing of the daughter of Jairus. Now, according to Mark, the man who had a legion of demons was possessed by many demons so much that he was uncontrollable. He was uncontrollable. He was breaking off all the chains that they were putting on him. And if you know how much a legion was, a legion comes from the Roman army regiment. And a regiment that was called a legion had 6,000 soldiers. 6,000 soldiers. So this man was possessed by almost 6,000 demons. And this is why they could not control him. These demons were so powerful. Okay? So now Mark tells us, as Jesus is coming and going to heal Jairus' daughter, he encounters this woman. Jesus encounters the woman with the issue of blood. And we are told by Mark that the woman had had a hemorrhage or a bleeding disorder for 12 years. Why did Mark tell us that she had had a problem for 12 years? Because 12 is trying to tell us that she was a Jew. 
This is very important for us to understand what is happening here. She had had a bleeding disorder for 12 years. She has been bleeding non-stop for 12 years. So, the woman had an issue, probably with a uterus. There was something about her that was causing her to bleed non-stop. She could not stop the bleeding. And no one could stop the bleeding. So, most likely, this woman suffered from anemia because she is losing a lot of blood. She is most likely very weak and frail woman. But you have to remember that back in the days, they did not have very good sanitary products like we do in our time and our day. So a situation like this would have been a huge demand on the life of the woman. This was a very difficult life. This was a very difficult existence. And a very sad situation. But she had a bigger problem. This woman had a much bigger problem than her bleeding issue. She had a problem that made her life even more miserable than the bleeding. She was a Jew and she was under the law of Moses. She was a Jew and she was under the law of Moses. And the law had restrictions against those with the kind of discharge and bleeding problem as she had. This is what the law said of someone who had a bleeding disorder. The law says from Leviticus 15 verses 25 to 27. This is what the law says. Now if a woman has a discharge of her blood many days, not at the period of her menstrual impurity, or if she has a discharge beyond that period, all the days of her impure discharge, she shall continue as though in her menstrual impurity, she is unclean. Hear that. She is unclean. Any bed on which she lies all the days of her discharge shall be to her like her bed at menstruation, and everything on which she sits shall be unclean, like her uncleanness at that time. Likewise, whoever touches them shall be unclean and shall wash his clothes and bathe in water and be unclean until evening. So this is her daily life and existence. Besides having the problem of bleeding non-stop, she has the problem that the law says she is unclean. Everything about her is unclean. Her bed is unclean. Everything that she sits on is unclean. 
Everything that she touches is unclean. And anyone who touches her is unclean. There's nothing that she does that is good. There's nothing that she does that is clean. There's nothing that she does that is acceptable according to the law of God. So this woman has been unclean for how many years? She's been unclean for 12 years. Don't minimize that. She has been unclean for 12 long years. And what does that mean? It means in 12 years, she has not touched anyone. She has not touched anyone in 12 years and has not been touched by anyone. No one has been able to give her a hug. She can't hug anybody. She can't touch anybody. She is a very lonely and hopeless woman. She can only be delivered from her hopelessness by death. Only death can help her to be delivered from her situation. But this is what Mark tells us in verse 26. That the woman had endured much at the hands of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was not helped at all, but rather her condition grew worse. So this lady has endured much. This is the Holy Spirit who is recording this for us. He wants you to know that this woman had endured a lot in the 12 years that she had this problem. She had suffered much from all the various treatments that she was getting from all the doctors that she was going and seeing. She was consulting many physicians. And we are told here that she had endured much at the hands, not of just one physician, but many physicians. She endured much at the hands of men who were trying to deliver her from her situation. But her situation, look at her situation. Her situation was helpless. Her situation was not getting better. And none could help her. No man was able to deliver her or cure her of her chronic condition. But listen again. She had another problem. She had spent all that she had. She had spent all that she had. She had used up all her savings. And not only that, she actually may have sold everything that she owned, that she may raise some money to find a cure. To find a cure for her helpless and desperate condition. But Mark tells us that even with that, she was not helped at all. Her situation remained the same and in fact it was getting worse and worse. 
But what does that mean? What this means is that death was knocking at the door of this woman. It means death was knocking at a door. If there's no physician who can cure her ailment, if there's no physician who can cure her, and if her money is running out, what hope does she have? She can only die. She can only die. This woman is going to die. She was going to die for lack of money to pay for her treatment, to pay for her medication. And she was going to die because there was no cure for her disease. She did not have a cure for the disease. There was no one who had a cure for a disease. Very, very, very important. She had no money. She had no resources to cure her disease. And there was no one who was able to cure her disease even if she had the money. So the woman is at the point of death. Just like Jairus' daughter was also at the point of death. But the story of this woman is not the story of that Jewish woman. The story of this woman is your story. That's the reason why it was given. This is not the story of the woman with the issue of blood. This is your story. This is the story of all human beings. And this is the predicament that they find in themselves when they are faced with death. This is your story. You are that woman. And this is the condition of all who are born of a woman. This is not talking about the physical ailment. This is not talking about the physical problem that this woman had. This was talking about the spiritual condition of all men. All men are like this woman. It doesn't matter if they look healthy. Spiritually, all men are bleeding to death. And there's no one who can cure them. It doesn't matter how much money they have, they cannot buy the cure that stops death from coming. And we have been bleeding longer than 12 years. We have been bleeding for longer than 12 years. We have been bleeding from sin right from when we were born. But men and women are busy consulting all kinds of physicians and doctors to try and find a cure for death. All men and women are seeking to find a cure by themselves so they go seeking help from other men who also have a bleeding problem. From other men who are also dying in the same way that they are about to die. Men die because of sin. 
That's the only reason why we die. Because the wages of sin is death. We only die because of sin. But sin needs a cure. And there's no man who has a cure for sin. There's no man who has a cure for sin. We don't die because we get old. We die because we are sinners. We don't die because we are old. We die because we are sinners. And sin needs to be cured. Whether you live or you die, you need to have payment for your sins. Men and women are spending all they have hoping that one day they will find a cure for disease and death and so they build big buildings and they put millions and millions of dollars hoping that one day they are going to find a cure for death. They are going to find a cure for cancer. If you don't die from cancer, you're going to die from something because death is the law of God. They think by man's doing, death can be removed from the face of the earth. But sin requires more than machines. Sin requires more than machines and nice buildings. It requires the death of a sinless man. It requires one who is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Sin requires Jesus. Sin requires Jesus. Only Jesus has the power. Only Jesus can clean you from your sin. So what is the end of all men's efforts? All your efforts to find salvation with your money, with your knowledge, or from the knowledge of other sinful men is not going to help you. Your situation can only get worse and worse and you will die in your sins. But praise the Lord for Jesus. All hope is not lost. Praise the Lord for Jesus. For those who have been given the grace to believe in the Son of God. Let us go back to Mark. Let's go back to Mark. Mark 5 verse 27. This is what it says. And the woman, after hearing about Jesus, after hearing about Jesus, she came up in the crowd behind him and touched his cloak. For she thought, if I just touch his garments, I will get well. And immediately the flow of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of her affliction. This is what we see. The woman had come to the end of herself. The woman had come to the end of herself. And she has to come to the end of what her own effort and resources could give her. And death still is knocking at the door. 
She has come to the end of herself. Her money could not help. The physicians that she was consulting could not help. And death is knocking. And death is knocking. What shall she do? What can she do now that death is knocking at her door? There's nothing to do anymore because all that she could do, she has done. Everything that could be done for her has been done. But then something happened. Something happened when she had come to the end of herself. She heard about Jesus. She heard about Jesus. She heard by the hearing of the ear and the hearing of the heart. And she believed in this one called Jesus. This one that she heard about is not like the other physicians that she has consulted. This one does not need her to pay for her treatment. This one does not need her to pay for a treatment. This physician only heals those who have run out of options of salvation. Jesus does not heal anyone who thinks that they have some other trick up their sleeves to pull for their own salvation. You do not bring a parachute when you come to Jesus. You come with nothing. Healing is about salvation. This is not just about the healing of the woman. This is talking about how sinners get saved. Jesus heals. That is, Jesus saves only those who have despaired of being good by themselves. What is the issue here? The issue here is not the sickness of the woman. The problem is that she has no righteousness. She is a sinner. She was born a sinner. And this teaching here is teaching you about the two ways that one can try to be saved. Two ways in which one can try to be Saved. You're either going to be saved by your own works, going to look for your own physicians, using your own resources, using your own money that you may find life. Or there is another way. There is another way you can try to be saved by faith. Let's go into those two ways. Because that's what the Lord is teaching us. Amen. I said you can be saved or you can try to be saved by your own effort. Or you can try to be saved by your own money, by your own goodness, by the physicians that you are going to look for yourself. But who are these physicians? Who are these physicians? The physician that is being talked about here is the law of God. The law is the physician 
that says, come and try my remedy. Come and try my medication. Try my portion and see how well it works for you. The law is the physician that says, come and says, try to be as good as you can and I'll heal you. But there's a problem. You are not good enough to obey the law of God. And you have never in your lifetime obeyed God. So what does the law of God tell the woman? The law of God tells this woman that she is unclean. But the law of God does not help the woman. The law of God does not help her to find help. It can only come and remind her, you are a sinner. It can only come and remind her, oh, by the way, you are unclean. Oh, don't touch that. You are unclean. Oh, don't sit there. You are unclean. Don't hug anyone. You are unclean. That's what the law says. And that's what God does to you if you try to be accepted by your own goodness. God will constantly remind you of your uncleanliness. So the law will tell you that you are unclean. Why? Because you have been, you were born a rebel right from your mother's belly. You were born a sinner right from your mother's belly. It is the law that condemns this woman and it is the law that condemns you. The law says you are a sinner and you are unclean. And if you are unclean to other men, what hope do you have to meet with a God who is holy and righteous? If you can't get into people's houses, people who are sinners like you, what hope do you have on that day when God calls you and says, Give me my righteousness. Where is your righteousness? Your own goodness, your own goodness can only lead you to hell. Your own goodness, your own goodness can only lead you to hell. You do not want your goodness. Run away from your goodness. You want the goodness of Christ. You want the goodness of Jesus. You want the goodness of Christ Jesus because this is the goodness that God likes. Trying to be good by yourself does not make and cannot make you right with God. It only makes things worse as was happening to this woman. She tried the best that she could try, but her situation was not getting better. But there is a better way. There is a better way. And that's why the gospel is good news. The gospel of Jesus Christ is the best news that you ever hear in all of eternity. I'm telling you the truth. The gospel of Jesus Christ is the best news that you ever hear. That this night, even this hour, even this minute, if the Son of God were to say, you have to come now, he's going to come and present you before God without blame. Without blame. No one can come and accuse you to say, 
Oh, remember, you are unclean. No, Christ says, I paid for that. No, she can't touch that. Christ says, I paid for that. The gospel, Jesus Christ, is your best friend. There is a better way and the only way. There is a better way and this is the only way. And this is different from the way of the physicians. We are told that the woman, when she heard about Jesus, she sought to find him and to touch his garments. And remember from the story, remember from the account, there was a huge crowd that was around Jesus. There was a huge crowd of people who were pushing and pressing against Jesus. And this desperate woman is determined to touch the garments of Jesus. She is desperate to find Jesus no matter what it takes. Remember, she is an unclean woman. She is not supposed to touch anybody. But she is determined to go and touch Jesus. But what did she hear about Jesus? What did she hear about Jesus? She heard that Jesus was healing people. And some people were being healed by just touching, touching his clothes. And she sought to find him. She sought to find him that maybe she too would find salvation. She would find relief for her bleeding problem. So Mark says, She came up in the crowd behind him and tied his clock. For she thought, if I just touch his garments, I will get well. The woman came behind Jesus and touched his garments. And what happened? What happened when the woman touched the garments of Jesus? Verse 29 says, Immediately the flow of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of her affliction. The flow of blood immediately stopped by touching Jesus. The flow of blood immediately stopped. It dried up. And hallelujah, praise God for Jesus. She felt in her body that she was healed completely of her affliction. Her infirmity had been cured completely and immediately and freely without ever talking to Jesus. Just touching Jesus. But how did she get healed? How did she get healed? She did not pay anything to Jesus. But she believed in her heart that Jesus was able to heal her. She had faith in Jesus. And faith is the only way that you are going to get saved by Jesus. Salvation is healing, my brothers and sisters. Salvation is the healing that Christ has given us. This is not stopping some cancer. This is not stopping. We have a much bigger problem than cancer. Salvation in Christ is the healing that is being talked about here. So, 
when you are talking about the salvation that Christ brings, you can't come and talk about you and your goodness. You can't talk about the good things that you have done in this life that does not help you at all. They can only condemn you. Jesus only saves those who come to him because they have realized there is no other way to end salvation. You have to come to that point in this life. You have to come to the point that you realize that there is no other way that I'll ever see life other than if I run to Jesus. Now, the question that I'm going to ask you tonight is, are you one of those people who have come to the end of themselves? Are you one of those people who are ready for Jesus? Are you one of those people who are willing to go and touch the garments of Jesus? Or are you one of those who are seeking to be served by the work of the physicians? And whatever they are, and whoever they are, we know that they could not heal the woman. But let us observe one more thing. Remember, there was a crowd around Jesus. There was a crowd of people who were around Jesus. There were many people who were around Jesus. And I can tell you that there are many who were pressing against Jesus who had different kinds of illnesses, but were not healed. There were a lot of people who were around Jesus, who were pressing against Jesus, but they were never healed. Why? Because they did not touch Jesus the right way. You have to touch Jesus in a certain way. You have to touch Jesus in the correct way. A lot of people are still pushing and shoving around Jesus, but they are not touching him in the way that Jesus feels. You have to touch Jesus in a way that he feels, and the way that you touch Jesus in a way that he feels is if you believe in him alone. When you come to Jesus and you have nothing in your hands, and you say, Jesus, I'm holding your garments. That is the touch that Jesus honors. Amen. But this woman came trembling. She came trembling that she may not be discovered that she was unclean. Remember her story. She is an unclean woman. She is not supposed to touch anybody. So she is sneaking her way to try and get to Jesus before anybody sees her. And so she secretly and without drawing attention made sure that she tied the right garment. Remember, there are a lot of people around Jesus. So she has to make sure that as she stretches her hand into the crowd, she gets the right garment. If she touches the wrong garment, there's no healing. She has to lay hold of Jesus' garments and not the garments of those who were around Jesus. Amen. Oh, Lord have mercy. Did you hear that? You have to put effort to make sure 
that when you stretch your hand, you touch the garments of Jesus. Not those who are around Jesus. Not those men who are around Jesus. The men, the so-called men of God, all these celebrate people who are coming and they're calling themselves men of God. And they think they are the ones that stand between you and Jesus. They are the ones who stand between you and heaven. They are the ones who think they stand between you and salvation. Jesus says, no. You have to come and touch my garments. Only the garments of Jesus. And nobody else. I don't care what their name is. Living or dead. It's all about Jesus. If the woman touched the wrong garment, she could not be healed. If the woman touched the wrong garment, she could not be healed. She had to touch the garment which belonged to Jesus. Now, we are finishing in five minutes. We are finishing today. Unless if you want me to keep talking. Because I can keep talking. The question that you have to answer for yourself. Use your mind whilst you have it. And answer this question. It's a simple question. It's not even harder. Have you come to the end of yourself in trying to find salvation? Have you come to the end of yourself? Have you despaired of your own righteousness? When you look at yourself, when you look at your life and the things that you have done, do you think God will say, come into my kingdom because of your own goodness? Do you think God is going to say, come into my kingdom and live in the blessedness of my son forever and ever and ever and ever because of your goodness? And if the answer is no, if the answer is no for you, then you have to run to Christ and touch his garments today, right now. Don't play with this thing. This is not about voting for a Republican or Democrat. This is about your own soul. This is about your own soul and you die by yourself. You are dying by yourself and the death angels will come for you only you, and you have to answer this for yourself tonight, even at this moment. Do you have Jesus? Have you stretched out your hands of faith and touched the right Jesus? And if you, are, if you think you are like this woman, if you think you are like the woman with the issue of blood, then salvation has come to you. The issue of the gospel it's not about you grew up in church. That doesn't help you. It's not that you sang in the choir. You gave money to the church. All that does not help you. You have to touch Jesus. Everything that you do by yourself is just the work of the physicians. It doesn't help you. You have to touch Jesus. But there's good news. There's so much good news. Jesus is willing Jesus is willing and is able. Jesus is willing and is able and is willing to accept such who are the hopeless 
and the outcasts, Jesus is able to accept and he is willing to embrace you. Even though you are unclean, Jesus is willing to let you touch him. He is willing to give you a hug. Jesus is willing not to condemn you if you come. Jesus is willing to have you touch him even though you are unclean. And in the process, Jesus never gets unclean because he touched him. Why? Because Jesus is not a sinner. And because Jesus loves you, he alone is able to find a cure for your sickness. And when he writes the prescription, it comes as fully paid for. Because Christ paid for your prescription on the cross. And when he said it's finished, he was saying that everything that you'd ever require to be in the presence of God, to be accepted by him without dying has been paid for for you. And here is the ticket. I'm giving you faith as a ticket to say, I'm ready for heaven. I'm ready for heaven. And Jesus alone has the garments that heal. Jesus alone has the garments that heal. The garments of Jesus are his righteousness. And when you touch him, he will heal you and cover you with his own righteousness. When you touch him by faith, he will forgive you of all your sins. When you touch him by faith, he will accept you and will not send you away. When you touch him, he will restore you to full health, to wholeness. Jesus won't send you away. Jesus won't send you away. Jesus is the friend of the outcast. Jesus is the friend of the hopeless. Jesus is the friend of the bleeding. So again, for you, the question that I need you to think about, the question that is a simple problem because, listen to this. When the woman touched the garments of Jesus, it didn't take five weeks. Jesus did not say, uh, this is the prescription. Remember to take two pills in the morning when you have breakfast. Take some at lunchtime and remember to take this one at night before you go to bed. No, Jesus is not that kind of physician. When you come to Jesus, he heals immediately and completely. So when you come to faith in Christ, he says he justifies you right away, even right now. Everything. You have not enough time between now and death to work out a righteousness that is enough to end eternity. You have no time. Even if the Lord will give you another 1,000 years, you don't have the time. But when you come to Jesus, everything happens right away. He gives you all the payment that you need in order to go and submit to God and say, What do you have? I have Jesus. <laughs> Praise the Lord. What do you have? I have Jesus. You are going to die in the name of Jesus. 
we have to be holding to the garments of Jesus. It's either we have the garments of Jesus or nothing. It's either we are touching Jesus by faith or we are nothing. So we have to call on Jesus. You don't have to remember a lot of things. You have to remember Jesus. This woman, well, how much did you think she knew about Jesus? She just heard about Jesus. And she went with the confidence that Jesus was her only hope. Amen. If you think you are bleeding, come to Jesus. Because Jesus is the friend of the bleeding. If you think you are unclean, come to Jesus because Christ is the friend of the unclean. And if you think you are hopeless, come to Jesus. Christ is a friend of those who have come to the end of themselves. If you think you are an outcast, come to Jesus. Jesus is the friend of those who are outcasts. And if you think you are a sinner, if you think you are sinful and dying, come to Jesus. He is the friend of the sinful and dying. And praise the name of God for Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Let's go before him in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I come before your throne. Our Lord, I praise your name for your goodness and your mercy that you have shown towards your people by giving them a way out of their hopelessness, out of their uncleanliness, out of the bleeding that they've been having all their lives. And Lord, your people need help. And may you grant it to them for the sake of your name, for the sake of Christ, and for the sake of your gospel. May you grant faith to your people that they may believe that they may come and touch. Now that they've heard about Jesus, give them the confidence to come and hold him by faith that they may be healed completely and be accepted before you. Lord, we pray for their needs also. We pray that you grant them the help that they need even as they continue to walk on this side of life and be merciful to them. Hear us, Lord Jesus, for the sake of your name. We pray in your precious name. Amen.